All right. Yeah. Genhart. Yeah. If John Leonard was alive today, uh-huh. how would he be protesting what's going on right now? Um, and probably by laying in a bed doing jack shit like last time. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. I mean, he made, like, a song. He made, like, you know, he, he, like, put out a new release of Revolution, but, like, he changed, like, one of the words to Trump instead. You better free your Trump instead. <laughs> oh, God. Sells, like, like 300 million copies. I mean, I, I've always wondered that. I feel like John would just get, like, way more experimental than the rest of the solo Beatles. Like, he'd be working with, like, who the, Death Grips. It'd be John Lennon and Death Grips, oh my probably. God. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I could see him working with Nine Inch Nails. That would be a thing. Oh, man, yeah, probably. Even Paul has, I guess. Yeah. Uh man. I don't know. I, I, I well, he's, he, he's dead. So stop wondering, what? kids. And he's dead. Oh. Did you know that John Lennon is dead? No, I had no he idea. He was shot in the fucking face by Mark David Chapman in the early 80s, putting huh? an end to rock and roll. Oh, I thought he was a good <laughs> dude. Shit. Mark David Chapman? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't trust what that guy says. Get a Jub Show, we're your host, Gen and Jub. I'm Gen. I'm Jub. He Jub. I'm Gen. Get it straight. My voice sound like this. Jub voice sound like this. You've probably heard me on another podcast for it, but probably not because it sucks. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I nice love, self diss. I love my I love my other podcast. But I this don't. is a new one. It's our first episode. I yeah. We're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff on this show. Uh probably mainly like pop culture stuff, like video games. TV, movies. Mainly terrible nerd garbage. Stop yeah. listening now. Yeah, another. that's right, guys. Another pop culture podcast. Get yourselves excited. I mean, we, we can't corner the InfoWars market. That's just <laughs> dangerous. It's gone. <laughs> if it was... if it, Well, I guess it's still there. It was still like... It was very high all the time. Every time. Yeah. That's a little teaser of what we'll talk about later. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. But for but, now, uh, uh, we, we're going to start off every show with a little segment just talking about what we have been playing, watching, etc. lately. What you playing? What you watching? What you listening to? What you fucking? I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about, Justin. I don't All right. Really uh, care. I'll, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, for video games, which is what I spend a lot of my time doing, it's my favorite hobby. Uh, yeah. I have been playing. I imported uh, Taiko Drum Master on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Bought it from Japan. Had a really fun time doing that. I what had a to. Weeb. Uh, I had to make an Amazon Japan account because the uh, Japanese eShop wouldn't take my credit card. So I went to the uh, Japanese Amazon, found a digital copy to purchase it, but it needed a valid Japanese address in order for me to make the purchase. So I uh, set my home address on that Amazon JP account to the Tokyo, uh, I think it's like the prefecture building or something like that. It was, it was a government building. And are you, it are you allowed to do that? I don't know. I mean, nobody's. 
the, the Do Japanese you actually government. live there? I don't know if you actually live there, Justin. Oh, the Japanese government hasn't come for me yet. I don't know if they can because you're in America. Yeah. But, I mean, well, at least you could... I mean, you only used it to buy Tyco Drum Master, so it's not like you're a terrorist or anything. I just bought a digital game. It's fine. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I, I mean, got it after it declined my card once for no reason, and then I tried again, and then it worked. Interesting. I mean, you're a weeb, so that's a worse crime. But, like... Oh, man. <laughs> oops. No, it, it looks fun. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm I kind of offended by how bad the motion controls kind of seem. Yeah, I'm glad it discovered... I was trying to play with the motion controls for the first, like, few days, and then I realized that if you just pull the Switch out into into little portable mode, uh, you can use the touchscreen to drum on it. Because the whole idea of the game is a rhythm game, and you you're, it's like you're supposed to be, like, beating on this big drum. Uh, it's what Donkey Konga ripped off, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. except you got one drum instead of two. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Mostly, like, Japanese anime songs. This is a Japanese game. There's a, there's some interesting shit on there. They got, like, the old Dragon Ball original theme. Chala, a shala. Yeah, And then they, they got, like, uh, the one song from Moana, but, like, it's in Japanese. Yeah, we'll probably get it in English when the English game comes out. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what that is, because, like, when they when they localized Donkey Konga, they cut out, like, a lot of it. They actually already showed the set list for the Switch version, and it's the same songs. Okay, that's interesting. That's good, actually. I, I, I don't want to see them put in, like, Party Rock in the house tonight on oh, Taiko Drum Master or anything like that, you know? You glad I already bought the Japanese version? Yeah. The other thing I've been doing is still on my Nintendo Switch, because my PS4 has just almost been collecting dust. It's pretty Ouch. close. I've been playing. I've just there's so many great games on Switch right now. Uh, I also picked up Dead Cells. Oh hell yeah! Which is uh, a Metroidvania roguelike game, and it's it's a blast. I heard IGN almost liked that game enough to not plagiarize a review, but then they plagiarized a review. The whole thing with that is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's fun. That's that's something else though. I'm not sure we're gonna have the time to get into it, but. Maybe we'll get into it another I, time. I, we wouldn't be the first ones anyway, so whatever. We're not going to be the first ones for most of these. Uh, no. But what? I, uh, Originality? The things, the things I appreciate most about Dead Cells is how fluid the game looks. Like, its animations are, like, like really satisfying to just look at. Um, it takes everything that's fun and great about a Metroidvania game, takes everything that's fun and great about a roguelike, smashes them together, and it's tons of fun. I, uh, I, I've died a lot already. That's really on the game. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to. It's gonna okay. happen. There's, like, almost nothing you could do about it. But when you die, it dumps you back at the beginning. Uh, there's multiple areas you could go to. It's like Rogue Legacy in that kind of sense. Uh, and as you, you still keep, like, you, there's permanent upgrades you keep after you die, but then a lot of your stuff, like your weapons, uh, most of your money until you get a certain upgrade, and the, uh, upgrade points you unlock, which are called cells. Uh, Understandable. Yeah. You lose those when you die. So, anything you've already purchased that's permanent to you, or anything that you have, uh, like, some of the major upgrades you get from the game, from, like, defeating bosses or finding them in the world, you'll keep. Which gives you that, still, like, gives you that sense of progression, and if you, like, go to an area and unlock an ability, but then you die and come back to the beginning, other, you'll, other stuff will open up to you, just like in a normal Metroidvania game. We're like, oh, I have, like, the first thing I got was this ability that, uh, takes a little moss thing and turns it into uh, like turns it into vines for you to climb. And I saw these little things all over, littered all over the first area, but I couldn't go anywhere with them. So I died. I came back. Now, the, every area, when you die, every area kind of changes. It's it's procedurally generated, kind of like how Rogue Legacy is. Okay. And uh, 
So I go back to the beginning, but now all these areas that weren't accessible to me before are, and then you get that sense of satisfaction and backtracking that a Metroidvania has while you have the procedural generation and, like, the rinse-repeat process of And, like, you die, it's like you start at the beginning kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. I didn't know much about that game because the, the news on it was entirely taken over by the IGN shit. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. The yeah. game's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because it will give the game more attention Yeah. in that regard because it is like an indie title and everything, I mean, right? it, it should be getting tons of attention for all like the 9.7s it's been getting. Yeah. So but, but like, know. dumb stories help sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I hope it does help it because the game is excellent. It deserves for people's money to go towards. It's only $25. Oh, and yeah. I think it's on PS4, I think. It is, yeah. I was thinking about uh, looking into it. I mean, I'm not really a Metroidvania guy, but I do have 10 free dollars. or not really free dollars. I got 10 platinum trophies, and I cashed that shit in. Sony oh, rewards, shit. baby! Do something with your... <laughs> I do something you with my Goosebumps plat. Oh, man. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Uh, fuck that game, though. Um, I, I don't know. I'm one of those nerds that, like, buys games to get the platinum because i'm like an idiot there's one i forget what it's called i'm not gonna look it up right now but i'll probably show it to you after the show that's a really really horrible game that's a very easy plat i'll buy it it's probably i think it's only like a couple dollars or a dollar i'll look into it maybe i'll talk about it on the next what you're playing segment next week but Um, uh as for now i guess i'll talk about uh i've been replaying some games from my childhood as i often do i always like buy like 10 games on my PS4 that I've never played before, and then I just, like, stop in the middle of them and then play, like, a Tony Hawk game instead. Or so, Simpsons Hit and Run. Those are the two games I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Simpsons Hit and Run and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run is a classic. It deserves a remaster, but it won't get one because uh, the Simpsons are stuck in microtransaction phone hell as far as get games are concerned. They're, they're never going to have another good Simpsons game. The last good one is arguably Hit and Run. I, I would, I, I'm in that camp. Yeah, well, the Simpsons game for like 360 and, and PS3 was kind of just way too fourth wall breaky self-referential in my taste, uh, for my taste. I mean, it just seemed like a little self, a little too self-referential just because it's like, well, I get it, it's a video game. And then it, like, fell into that trope that, like, the Deadpool game kind of did as well. Because, like, well, since it's a video game, we'll make fun of bad video games. But then that way, when we are a bad video game, it looks like, uh, you know, we're just fooling around. But then you're still a bad video game. Yeah, it doesn't help. Like, it'll do, like, man, like, tailing missions suck, right? And then, like, you're still doing a tailing mission. So, like, yeah, I agree. Why are you making me do the bad thing? Yeah. That's a weird... Thing that's only probably in those two games specifically, but whatever. There's no tailing missions in Tony Hawk? Uh, actually, yeah. Kinda, I think. <laughs> yeah, in, in Underground and a couple other ones, there's like Film the Skater missions. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those, yeah. Where you have to, they're bad. They're not good missions where you have to like follow a, another skateboarder yeah, and watch, watch him do cool tricks, but you don't. You just watch him. <laughs> What a great idea for a mission in Tony Hawk. Speaking of great ideas for missions in Tony Hawk, uh, I fucking hate a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. And, like, I don't hate that game as a whole. It's just when they started, like, going, like, hmm, uh, what's a weird thing we could put in this game? How about a shopping cart mission? 
where you have to like go through a slalom course. I don't know if that's how you say that word because I've never said that word. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> as as Bam Margera, you gotta be in a shopping cart and you know avoiding cones and shit. And it's like the hardest goddamn thing imaginable because the controls are bad because like it's a a thing that's not the skateboarding mechanics. And that, that's kind of all throughout that game. There's just, like, bullshit. Like, you know, hey, you found a tennis player. Uh, want to play tennis with them? And then it's, like, terrible, bad controls. But, like, you have to beat them if you want all the money and beat the game. It's just littered throughout that game. That's the beginning of the loss of identity for that franchise, which uh, is still one of my favorites. And that that but that game is far from one of my favorites in the series because it's very uh, it's a, it's a transitional period of a game where they're transitioning from the more like timer based like just like do as much shit as you can in two minutes to like actually explore the level the level is huge and there's guys everywhere that give you missions kind of uh, man it's almost like so many series go to die as open world games a little bit that's a little before the open world games were. A big thing. You think about it; it's one of the one of the first to like do that to itself. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Because it definitely like over like it overstayed its welcome with its open world bullshit, and like a lot of people. I remember like when American Wasteland was coming out, there were a lot of people who were getting sick and tired of that formula, and then he well, just did it again. They uh they didn't actually they lied to everybody. If you remember right, they oh, were yeah, like this yeah, yeah. game's open world. That means you could skate from one end of L.A. to the other, and then that was a lie. Yeah, it's separated into levels still. Yeah, with, like, little loading zone tunnels that are, like, the worst skatable areas in the game. Because it's just, like, a hallway with two rails, and you're like, yay, I can grind the rail. And then you're in the next level, and you're like, okay, this is an entirely different level. Like, that's, there's no way I can do a combo from, like, Hollywood to East L.A. I can, technically, but it's, like, really hard because the game lags when you're in the loading zone. <laughs> they didn't think that one through. The The only one, I think, that gets down the open-worldness of the levels well is Underground 2. And Underground 2 still has dumb bullshit in it. Well, yeah, because that, that one just focused completely on, like, Bam Margera's dumb bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat my dad's ass all day! Woo! Watch me slap my dad's ass again. <laughs> we'll probably talk about uh, CKY at some point on this show, but right now uh, we're not going to. Oh, but anyway, so bring in uh, an expert for that one. Oh hell yeah, we should too. Oh, we will. We'll do it. He'll say no. He'll be too busy eating a chicken sandwich. In joke. Uh, <laughs> hey. But yeah. So whatever. Fuck that game. Simpsons Hit and Run is a glorious experience though, because I don't know. It's just so pure from a gameplay perspective to me like not everything is good it's a game from like 2004 or whatever it's not they you could they didn't get the controls right for open world driving games yet not even gta had oh no around that controls that early which gta was out around that time was that san andreas vice city leading into san andreas san andreas probably about to come out yeah driving was still horseshit yeah honestly the, the driving in gta wasn't great until five Really? Uh, yeah, arguably so. I mean, it's it's kind of just something that you learn to put up with because you play the game so often. Yeah. And that's kind of how Simpsons Run, Hit and Run is, too. <laughs> but, like, I kind of just like the arcade feel of it. It's different from any other GTA clone because it's so based around timers and 
hit this vehicle and collect all of these items and just things that are very like short bursts of gameplay that are it's very different from your standard GTA clone game which most of those are terrible and un, un- memorable like your true crimes and your old mafia games and Man, shit the only one of those that there's only a couple of those that actually worked it was like saints row and sleeping dogs and that's about it yeah saints row became its own thing it was, that was okay yeah it came into its own but the first probably two saints row games were basically gta clones i've actually only played the first one and it's not good yeah the second um, one's good second one on's good yeah i need to play them at some point but it's like it's kind of like that thing where it's like there's like five other things i could be playing that aren't that so fuck yeah, you're it. playing yakuza zero uh yeah i am playing yakuza zero i'll probably talk about that when i'm deeper in the game because i keep getting distracted by like side quests and poker and dancing but that's that's what the game's about that is what yeah the game's not about the yakuza it's about getting going to the claw machine <laughs> at the arcade <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah this is the true gameplay <laughs> I got hype. I found like a little like I actually got hype over the claw machine in that game because I went. I started playing as uh, the second character Majima, and his claw machine had something that I didn't see in Kiryu's claw machines, and it was a little Sega Genesis man. Yeah. With arms and legs, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Stopping what I'm doing right now. The story doesn't matter. <laughs> I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy the the pigeons with the little hats. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. Did you do the uh, side quest in it where you have to get all those things out of the claw machine to that little girl yet? No. That's a Majimo one. Is that a Majimo? You'll I'll, be doing that I mean, one. I'll do it. I'm pretty good at the claw machine by now because I've gotten every single thing I can get out of them, I think. Probably not. I don't know if there's, like, ones that unlock later in the game. I don't think so. But uh, there's this... You, you run to a side quest this little girl wants you to do a bunch of them, and you, you'll get a bunch from that way. Amazing. I'm so happy. I'll probably talk about Yakuza next time because I'm about to play a lot more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good-ass game. So yeah. what are you are you watching anything recently? Any TV shows? Any movies? Any? I've been watching a lot of mainly YouTube lately. Okay. Not, I haven't had like for a while. I used to do like all my Netflix watching, series watching, and stuff like that on like a little tablet that I had. I don't have it anymore, so I just have my phone and like. Rip. I find it impossible to watch like a TV show on a cell phone. I've been managing because it's my only option, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I just like, especially like when I'm when I'm laying down to go to sleep, my glasses are off. I can't. I can't yeah, see. that probably doesn't help. Yeah. So like more audio based YouTube stuff, like because I, I always have to put something on while I'm falling asleep. It, it helps me fall asleep faster. So I've been putting more audio based YouTube stuff on, like podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, really, uh, I've been into kind of funny for a long time. They're they're one of my favorite. They have some of my favorite podcasts out there. Hell uh, yeah. I still uh, listen to Philip DeFranco every day, still. Really? After, yeah, I've been going for years on that one. I don't have anything against him. I was just like, really? On that I mean, it's just like, uh, it's like just news I wouldn't normally look up. Sure, okay. So just like something different, you know? I don't know. And it doesn't do much more than that, you know? Yeah. Just more news stuff. And then uh, which I, I, read, I read the news a lot on my phone when like, I'm at work or something. Okay. But then I get, most of the stuff he talks about is stuff that I just don't end up seeing unless it's like some of the bigger stories. But the smaller stuff, I, I, I wouldn't have seen it anyway. So it's just more news. It's in like video format, something I could listen to while I'm laying down. All right. Uh, other than that, not not a whole lot. Dang. We'll start watching something so we could talk about it on our podcast. Yeah, the I'm Jan- going to... The Gen and Jub show starring me, Gen, and you, Jub. When uh, my girlfriend's on vacation, she has a laptop. 
Hey. And uh, when she comes home from vacation, start watching stuff on her laptop. What you think you're going to start watching? Uh, I was. I haven't seen like a lot of the new Marvel series stuff yet. I'm very behind on that shit. I wanted to see new Jessica Jones. I didn't even finish I've heard Jessica mixed Jones things, season but one. I want to find out for myself. I have as well. I, I The main complaint I hear about the Marvel Netflix shows is that they feel like they don't have 13 episodes worth of content, but they force themselves to adhere to that 13 episodes a season model. That's the problem with a lot of Netflix shows, I hear. I, I've definitely had that criticism for House of Cards and a couple yeah, other just, things. Yeah, you just need to be okay with making things shorter. But I just remember... Just make it as many episodes as you want, because there's no reason to have 13. In fact, it would be beneficial for some shows to have less, because then they'd have the same budget to spread across, like, eight. That'd be great, honestly. I, I, I do remember, actually. We, Me and my girlfriend were watching something before she went on vacation. Uh, she never really saw much of King of the Hill. Oh, shit. So we've been watching that. Is that on a oh, streaming man. service right now? Uh, we got it through very legal means. Oh, okay. Under Yeah, understandable. Completely Understa- legal. Don't look at me. <laughs> Police. They can't look at you. It's a podcast. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but <laughs> They're hacking the government. The frogs are gay. Oh, man. Oh, Alex <laughs> Jones. Oh, They're going to ban your podcast. Look out. Oh, yeah, we're, our podcast is going to get banned for doing that, and I'm sure somebody oh, will find it. Oh, shit! Man, I'm trying to upload to YouTube, too. I'm fucked! Well, well speaking about divisive things, uh, Star Wars. Why, what, yeah, so why are you watching <laughs> The Clone Wars? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm watching Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the cartoon, the CGI cartoon. Uh, you know, I, I've been, I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life, and... You know, like most Star Wars fans, I was someone that was like, ew, the prequels at a certain point in my life. When I was a kid and I watched them, I was like, yeah, and didn't know they were bad. But then growing up, I realized, of course, that they're terrible. Except for 3, which is just genuinely a funny, bad movie. Just enjoyable to watch all the way through. Not gonna lie. Just funny as fuck. Oh, it is. It's funny as fuck. It's a great meme. Like, like 1 and 2 are just kind of bad. Yeah. 3 is bad, but it's funny as shit. The whole way through. Yeah, it's the enjoyable kind of bad. Yeah. Which, I don't think one, one or two hit that level at any point. No, not really. They're just kind of bad. Yeah. Um, so Clone Wars wasn't something I was really, like, you know, excited to watch. Like, when they announced it, I was like, eh. And when, uh, you know, even when I started hearing it was good from people, I was like, eh. Because I was just, like, skeptical. Because, like, it's... Between episodes two and three, it's about the Clone Wars. It has Anakin and Obi-Wan as the main characters, and then they give Anakin a Padawan, which seems like to not make sense, given his character arc. Give him uh, a youngling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill this one. Or maybe he does. I don't know. I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get to Rebels yet, because I just started Clone Wars. But, you know, it was something that I just put on the back burner forever, because I was like, I don't care. Because I don't care about this period of time in Star Wars. But then, like, I started getting nostalgic, and I thought about one period, one thing I did watch from that time period, which is the Gendy Tartovsky Clone Wars cartoon, the Samurai Jack guy. Yeah. And that show is amazing. But that show also is in three-minute little chunks, at least the first batch of episodes. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, playing... I forget what it was playing in between back in the day, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't really remember how they did it. But it, I used to own both 
sets of DVDs because the first season was just three minute little short episodes, and the second season, if you want to call them that, was longer like fifteen minute, eleven minute kind of things. And I remember it being very good. I haven't re- went back and rewatched it because it's not really on anything, unfortunately, because no, the new it. Clone Wars show has kind of like overtaken it in popularity and and maybe even canon i don't know if that show is canon anymore i don't know i don't really care about that because it's good but you know i think it might be canon because like uh, asajj ventress (laughs) oh boy star wars characters names is in clone wars but her origin isn't really set up and but her origin was set up in that that clone wars cartoon so i was like maybe they're just going off of that but then i remember her dying in that because like Anakin pushes her off a cliff and she dies. <laughs> but, oh yeah, yeah. But then yeah. she, and because it's supposed to be like an early Darth Vader kind of thing, like he killed a guy, a well, girl in that case. But you know what I mean, like yeah, that makes sense. But uh, either she didn't die and they didn't explain that, or that's not canon, which is possible. Both of them are possible, especially because I know that this series brings back dead characters like Darth Maul, and I'm that's one of the reasons I'm watching it because I just want to know more about that because that's one of the most well-praised things in that series that I see. Really? The Darth Maul stuff? Yeah. People talk about it being good. But I don't really know. It seems like a dumb idea to me. Yeah, yeah. Bringing back a man who was cut in half seems suspect as fuck to me. <laughs> I don't know. Bringing back a man who was only cool because of his visuals. Yeah. Uh, and then you bring it back in a worse visual style? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the the, the, oh, no, it, the it look, animation style. It looks awful to me. I can't, like... Yeah. I, it might actually be a really good show, but I don't know if I could stomach the way it looks. Well, here's the here's the thing. Uh, I don't necessarily hate what I'm watching yet, but I, I've yet to be won over by it. And partly the reason because of that is maybe the order I'm watching it in. Uh, I looked up a viewing order list because I had been told that the story was told out of order. And it might be beneficial to watch it in a chronological order, which is, you know, there's lists online. But then I found one that some dude who seemed on the level made a list that was the chronological order. But then he edited the chronological order to put some episodes that take place later earlier just for pacing issues and like to wrap up storylines, which, you know, is good. But for the most part so far... Every single episode has been standalone. So there's almost no reason to watch it in this order. I kind of get it, but it's just very confusing and weird. And it's hard to keep track of. Because, like, literally, here's what I did. Okay? I watched Season 2, Episode 16. Then I watched Season 1, Episode 16. Then I watched the Clone Wars movie. And then just today I watched... Season 3, Episode 1, and Season 3, Episode 3, which is confusing as shit. After this, I believe I watched the first five episodes of the series, finally. I am... It's a terrible system, and it feels only designed to appease, like, continuity-obsessed people. It's yet to really appeal to me. Because, like, I get why they showed me 216 and 116 before the movie. Because those obviously take place before. Because it's about the invasion of the planet that they're on at the beginning of that. Anakin and Obi-Wan are on at the beginning of the movie. 
and Anakin has yet to have his Padawan, so that makes sense for those to be before that. But other than that, they're standalone episodes with standalone villains, for the most part. I, I think the first one had a, a weird spider man, like a big fat guy with a spider head. He was cool as the villain. And then the second one was about like a, a, a guy who betrayed his unit in the clones. Uh, the only episode I've really actually like really liked so far was the one from episode three which was about uh, a squadron of troops who, like, weren't really, like, uh, doing the best at teamwork in their training on Camino, and they were, like, not meshing well as a unit, and they were just arguing, and then they had to, like, learn and overcome that because all their other clones were, like, just, like, all the same in, like, regiment and, like, knew what they were doing, and they're becoming, like, great members of the clone community. <laughs> See, this is the stuff that I like, that, like, that I am I get excited about in Star Wars, is... Side shit is fun. Yeah, the smaller stuff. Yeah. Like, we've had we've had so much of the bigger shit. I want to hear, like... There's so much cool lore in that episode. They show that, like, bounty hunters train them, uh, and then, like, one of them is, like, a humongous asshole, but, like, he still works with the Jedi, because they the Jedi can't, like do all the training because they have to fucking go be generals in the wars and shit and they show that like after Jango Fett dies they don't have pure DNA anymore so they kind of just like make shitty batches of clones and there's this one that's like a fucking hunchback dude that like can only do maintenance duty because he like can't fight well uh but it's it's kind of a weird like way to go about a story though because unfortunately because they're all clones they all have the same voice and they all look the same and it's very hard to differentiate them from one another and that episode you kind of had to because they all had different personalities and different problems which is interesting because it shows that the clones could be individuals and that's kind of what that episode was about anyway uh but like i couldn't tell them apart because they look exactly the same by design it was very strange but it was a good episode but it's the only one that i've really been like a hundred percent that was good so far right after that they had an episode with jar jar in it and i wanted to die <laughs> great <laughs> you you just you just keep watching that you let me know i'm probably never gonna see it oh my god the movie is bad the movie is inarguably bad even people that like clone wars hate the movie it's about, they gotta go rescue Jabba the Hutt's son. He's a little tiny Jabba the Hutt, and it's bad, and it's dumb. Why? And I'm not a big fan of uh, the character of uh, Ahsoka yet, Anakin's apprentice. She just seems like just a, a cocky, uh, way too young, creepily young uh, teenager character that's just like, I can do everything myself. You don't have to be mean to me. I, I'm so good at being a Jedi, just you wait, man, I'm so good, kind of character that's just, like, annoying to listen to and watch. That's kind of a weird that she became a fan favorite, apparently, because, like, I'm yet to see anything good from her, but I also just only watched the movie, which even those people say is bad. So maybe it'll get better. Yeah, there's always a possibility. I'll get back know. to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, just let me know. <laughs> Thankfully, I can finally watch the first episode. Ooh! <laughs> Oh my god! Imagine. Jesus. I, I, so, now we got that stuff out of the way. Yeah. We, uh, 
Every week on this show, we're going to each bring a big topic. Mm-hmm. And this is what, probably what the bulk of the episodes are going to be about. Sure, sure. Uh, we'll start with you again, Hart. All right. What are you bringing today? Uh, my big old news story of the week, my big dick news break, is Smash Brothers is coming soon, boys. Yeah. It's got Simon Belmont. It's got Richter Belmont. It's got Dark Samus. It's got King K. Rule. It's got Crom. It's got all these characters. Oh, I love Crom. Yeah, I know. It's fine. And Luigi is dead. He's very dead. Hype as hell, boys. My hype is through the roof for this game. The direct they showed was incredible. It might have even been more hype than the last one. Just because Simon Belmont is such a cool announcement. And that little video of all the Castlevania characters and Luigi dying was so damn good. That's way better than the E3 one, that's for sure. Well, I mean, the general announcement of everyone's returning is still maybe more hype than these new characters. Just because we didn't know what the fuck game we were even going to get when they first announced Yeah, I, I like the actual, like, the presentation as a whole I liked better than the E3 one. Yeah, it was designed very well around, like, the two characters they were going to announce. The two major characters they are going to announce. Because the other ones were Echo Fighters. Which is a great concept, and I'm glad that they're leaning into it. Yeah, they should. You know, everybody complained about clone characters for years. And now, like, it's one of the most hyped things in the game because the possibilities are there. Yeah, now like, there's... Yeah, now that you know that they can just do, like, just so many different, like, the characters that are similar, like... There's so many possibilities. They could do Shadow. They could do, you know, Dixie Kong. <laughs> it's possible. They, they could do actually Funky could do. Kong. Oh, no. They could do, uh, you know, Link, except he's CDI Link. Give me that one. Oh, no. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> they can do Ken for Ryu. And the, there's so many cool things they could do. I want them to do these things. Yeah, I think... I don't know how possible all of them are, but I we'll think see. most of them are. I mean, you, you, you think about... There's, there's going to be DLC for this game. After it launches That's and everything. That's crazy to think about, though, because there's like gonna be gonna 80 happen. playable characters. Now, most of it, I'm guaranteed that most of the DLC probably ends up being Echo Fighters. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine by me. I'm cool with it. Do, as keep long as doing it. If they make it so that normal fighters cost more and Echo Fighters cost less. Oh, that'd be neat. That would be neat. I think they probably would, because they would have to do a lot of... The amount of work it takes to create a new fighter compared to like a clone style fighter. That's it's very different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's astronomically more. That's why that's why you see so many fighting game devs saying, you know, if you either get this clone character or you get no character, so you're getting the clone character. Well that's another thing I wanted to talk about, because there's a depressing amount of people that are complaining because like, you know, they show like Shovel Knights and Assist trophy and Waluigi doesn't get announced. And, like, all these dumb things to complain about. Like, ooh, another Fire Emblem character. And, like, I even made fun of it earlier. But, like, for the most part, there's no reason to be mad about that. Because your only options are you get the clone character or you don't get the clone character. It's not like they sacrificed a good other completely new character to give you that clone character it's not like they killed waluigi to give you crom they weren't <laughs> planning on making waluigi because they have a limited amount of time and but they could spend a tiny bit of time to make crom and then crom's in the game and then some people are happy yeah absolutely so i would rather take crom than no crom i don't know about you 
yeah, people are, a lot of people like to talk about how they know how the film works fighting games, and they just want to get what they want, but they don't know anything. Yeah. That's the internet for you, though. For See sure. It every day. Gamer culture is toxic, and it makes me sad. Man. I'm actually most excited for King K. Rule just because his design is so fucking funny. I just, I'm just going to forever play 2v2s with somebody playing K. Rule, me playing DDD in Thick Squad. Well, the cannon will happen and DDD will die. All right? No, the hands of K. Rule on the same team. I mean, Friendly Fire will be on. So. He just killed him. He's not dead. He just killed him. He's dead. You didn't see a ghost pop out of him like you did with Luigi. He just That's got because slammed. he was killed by the fucking Grim Reaper. DDD doesn't have a soul because he's evil. He just got evil. hit. <laughs> <laughs> that boy's been through worse. He has been killed by Kirby several times. I like how Nintendo like had to go out of their way and they were like, Luigi's okay. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Everybody on the internet was like, oh my god, is Luigi dead? <laughs> I don't accept it. Luigi's dead in the canon now. It's like Game of Thrones now. Smash is like Game of Thrones. All the characters are going to die I mean, one by one. The two mains are already gone, man. Mario and Luigi already dead. Ned Stark and Rob Stark are dead. Let's get out of here. <laughs> don't, know, don't know if Samus is alive. Everybody else was uh, Well, Samus that. was fighting Ridley. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's kind of getting, like, a rival now. It's kind of cool. Yeah, Everybody's getting, like, it. a villain. It makes me hopeful that the other characters they introduce are, like, you know, give everybody that doesn't have a villain a villain. Like, give Ness a villain. Give Captain Falcon a villain. Ne- doing Ness would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, Earthbound is insane. Yeah. So I don't know who the fuck you'd put in there. I, I don't I don't know if anything makes sense really. If we got to Falcon, it would be kind of easy. You do uh, what's the guy's name for there, F-Zero? There's a rumor that they they're gonna do uh, Black Shadow or something like that. Yeah, I think that's his name. Who is I think just evil Captain Falcon? Yeah, basically they I could literally tell. do that as an Echo Fighter. Yeah, be a problem. I mean like they kind of did that already when they made Ganondorf lol. Yeah. <laughs> Ganondorf very different now though. That's true. That's why they can just make Black Shadow or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actually Black Shadow. It's something I forget. Black something. I love F Zero. The story does. Yeah, F Zero is great. One of my favorite racing games. The story doesn't fucking matter. It has cool characters though. It's it's one of those games that like it's probably not going to get representation even though it has cool characters like WarioWare. Oh yeah, I would love to get just like a random weirdo from WarioWare. Just like put like Ashley or like the the dog and the cat in the game. Dribble oh and spits. God. Yeah, yeah just spits. <laughs> just put those weirdos in the game. Everybody's like, who the fuck? And like goes to their phone like what looks up who they are. Or they can uh, just confirm Negan. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, put Negan in every fighting game now. Negan's going to be in every... He's going to expand his territory into all fighting games. Yeah, Tekken set the precedent. Here we go. Oh, man. I can't wait for gameplay of that. It's going to be stupid. I want to see Negan beat the fuck out of the kangaroo character just because it's weird. What a bizarre fighting game! I want him to fight Cosmicuria, but I'm not. I'm, uh, we'll, we'll get off that. Just be sad. I'm really sad. Just be sad. That fucking Negan, instead of the the best boy in video games right now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's sad. Come on. He would fit so well. Did he fit the best? Well, maybe he's in Smash instead, and it was all a ruse. I would ruse Cruz. I I might have a heart attack. <laughs> If that happens, I might die. I don't know. There's there's not a Yakuza game on a Nintendo console, is there? There's no precedent know. for there's this. There's no Final Fantasy Seven on a Nintendo console. Cloud came there. Ah, uh, that's very true. Well, I guess Cuphead confirmed then. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Fuck it. Sans from Undertale confirm. Goku confirm. Vegeta confirm. Naruto confirm. Oh no. 
You diving all the way into that Bandai Namco the long, bag of tricks. The long, the long boy block from Tetris confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! If they do, uh, they'll probably do Shadow for Sonic over any other kind of like character from Sonic. Oh yeah, I think so because they already. I would have said Knuckles. They showed him as a sister. But trophy. they showed him as a sister trophy, and you you already know. Maybe DLC in the future, but at least for right now, uh, for for launch, anything that's the sister trophy won't be a character. Yeah. That's why they do that, yeah. and that's why they showed them off as assist trophies. It, it, like, it was like, yeah, cool, look at this cool assist trophy. It was also letting you know. People are looking into who is assist trophies a lot. Like, I keep seeing a rumor that Skull Kid is basically confirmed. And I'm like, well, how? And they're like, oh, because he was an assist trophy, and he made the moon crash down. But now the assist trophy is just the moon, and it's not Skull Kid. And I'm like, yeah, or they just made it the moon. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know what Skull Kid would do. Really, I, I had no idea. There, there's That's not a lot of appearances silly. by him, and not a lot of stuff to draw upon, really. Gonna, in gonna, my opinion, gonna do a weird character. Just give me Gino. Yeah. Yeah. Gino Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I, Is he I still on the Jets? Uh, fuck no. Oh, okay. He was on the Giants for a second. Was he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he's at now. He's probably I'm a, dead. I'm gonna look it up real quick. He's probably dead. I'm sorry, Gino Smith. You're you're you lived a not great life in the NFL. You know, I have a football podcast, and I am talking about football, but not football podcast. That's okay. You know, this is kind of a nerdy topics podcast, but you know what's really nerdy and nobody admits it? Football. Oh, he's a charger. Wow. He played in the preseason. Amazing. I didn't know that. And the more you know. Philip. He's going to learn from Philip Rivers. <sighs> Man, he's going to be... Interesting. He's going to be saying some weird stuff before you know it. <laughs> he's going to be making some weird faces. Ugh. That I hope that that's Philip Rivers' entire training routine is just making weird faces. Like, you gotta do this when you're on the field. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we're we're both very excited for Smash. Do you want to yeah. make an actual prediction as to a character? Sure. And then after that, I'm gonna get into something else about. Hell Smash. yeah, man! Okay, so if if I were to predict predict a character on on the concept of wanting to be right, yeah. Uh... I would say probably Shadow is almost guaranteed, or Tails. I think either one could probably be put into Sonic's character model and work, in a way. But they're not going to go fight everybody. And then uh, the the one thing that would make me super happy, if it happened, Mm -hmm. would be uh, Toad. Ah... Or, ca- or specifically Captain Toad, if you want. I, I okay. I, I don't know. It, it's weird. I don't know what Toads would do. <laughs> Captain Toad would be. I don't know hilarious. what the moveset would be. Captain Toad maybe specifically could work. Yeah, sure. He can't jump. Do you know that's like a? Oh well, then he doesn't work for Smash Brothers, does he? Uh, made Little Mac work for Smash. He can jump, technically speaking. Barely. <laughs> yeah. It would be amazing to see what. Like, that would be an interesting design challenge to figure out how, like, in a fighting game that's, like, ver- like has verticality to it, like, what do you do? Does he have a move that has something that propels him up? Does, does he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would be interesting design-wise. I doubt they do it. That's why it's kind of like a, just a, kind of like a Hail Mary on that one. I don't think it happens. Another Sonic character, 
think it should happen. It probably should have happened a long time ago, to be honest. Sonic has so many good characters and so many bad characters. Like Shadow. But hey, whatever. Yeah, Shadow's a bad character. Give him the gun. Give him the gun. He better shoot that gun. Want him to yell, damn it, every time he gets hit. <laughs> rated M for mature. <laughs> hey, man, that game was rated T. That Shadow the Hedgehog was rated T, and every time you jumped off the edge, he was like, damn it. It's the edgiest game of all time. <laughs> I got that for Christmas. Oh, so did I. I was so disappointed. This is kind of funny because it's linked back to something we were talking earlier. When I got Shadow the Hedgehog for Christmas, I was so happy, but then I played it. Yeah. And I was same. like, oh, no. And then I traded it in for Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Oh, man. <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair, is better than Shadow the Hedgehog. It's true. Uh, I kept my copy for a very long time. Yeah, I still have a copy of America Wasteland. No, I'm talking about Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, well, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, oh. I saw, like, oh, man. I was playing a game, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is really edgy. And then uh, I got, you know, there was all those different branching paths. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe you do something cool with this. It, it doesn't happen. The idea behind the game is interesting. It's just executed poorly. It doesn't, nothing happens. Like most Sonic games, unfortunately. Idea okay. Execution bad. A lot of times the ideas are also bad. Yeah, I would say, like, like you think uh, Sonic Unleashed is a good idea? Sonic's a werewolf! <laughs> <laughs> or a werehog. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not about it. Well, we pass cool, man. I'm a werewolf. Sonic and the Black Knight. <laughs> well, I'm a fucking knight. Would he say that? I don't know. My Sonic impression sounds like Otto from The Simpsons. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Whoa, dude, tubular. <laughs> it's like Sonic, and he's like 40 years old. <laughs> he's like just... He can barely move, but he's still into metal and he's got, shit. He's got some gray hair. He's wearing a baseball cap. He's smoking a dube. <laughs> Kids today don't know about ACDC, brother. <laughs> Man, I told these all these kids not to talk to strangers, and they still did. Life is meaningless. <laughs> I can't even make it around a loop anymore. It sucks. <laughs> I just fall on my face. <laughs> Tails had to fly me to the hospital. Tails always going on and on about how he's made something of himself, and I'm just a sad sack of shit. But whatever, Tails, you would be nothing without me. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Man, I don't know. I, I think my prediction is gonna probably startle you a little bit, because uh, it sounds it. fake. Hit me with that bullshit. Alright, so I was on the Goku train for a bit, because, you know, I... It, it doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen if it doesn't happen now. Because Smash Ultimate seems to be like the be-all, end-all. Every single weirdly requested character is getting confirmed. Ridley confirmed. King K. Rule confirmed. Simon Belmont confirmed. All these weird characters that nobody thought they were going to get in a million years are just getting confirmed left and right. So the, there's two that were popping up in my head as ones that I'm sure got requested back when they were doing DLC for 4. And they asked people their ideas. And the one is Goku, and I think Goku's not going to happen. And that's because I wanted to be on that train just because I thought it'd be silly. And the hype level would be through the roof. <laughs> if I don't to lose their shit. Uh, but uh, Goku's voice actor uh, was recently uh, listed in the credits on the IMDB page for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, somebody put that on there. Yeah, and then he went on Twitter, the, the voice actor for Goku... I forget his name. The American voice actor for Goku. Yeah. And he uh, he was all like, I don't know what the fuck this means. I haven't been approached by Nintendo or anything, so that's not happening. No. Uh, unless he's very, very, very good at lying. 
But Goku isn't. We know that for a fact. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he goes to the game. Like, there's. He got his own fighting game now. It's all good. Alright, so I'm on the Banjo Kazooie hype train. I. That's actually possible, though. This is why it's very I'm possible. on the hype train for it now. I think Microsoft is willing to work with Nintendo. They're in bed with them practically. Willing now. to, you know throw them a bone every now and then i think they're gonna throw them two bones they're gonna throw them rare replay on the switch oh man and it might not be the xbox exclusives games it might just be like up to nintendo 64 because <laughs> i don't know the that's legality of, of any of that really those that's, might be like owned those are old microsoft, microsoft owned yeah so that's up to them i would guess i guess they could say that it's fine up to them none of those games are really desirable anyway like i don't think anybody's clamoring for grab by the ghoulies on the switch no nah, man i if i don't get perfect dark zero i'm gonna hang myself <laughs> i i would hang myself if i got perfect dark zero to be fair man. <laughs> oh Ugh. but yeah that would be something that would uh you know play with a lot of people's nostalgia pp so they should probably do that <laughs> but uh yeah and then banjo kazooie and smash would just blow people's minds everybody'd be hype as shit and that'd oh, be the best fuck yeah. last character to announce for sure i think just because it would be pretty damn hype that's like opinion. a that's like a halfway through november announcement it's also it would also be uh like know, maybe they don't copies go out Maybe they don't do Rare Replay Collection, and maybe instead the N64 Classic, which we know is kind of happening, will have Banjo on it. I would hope so. It and like then that'll it. be a way to do it, yeah. It's one of those games you think of when you first think of N64 and Nintendo and yeah, in that it's era. GoldenEye, so. Super Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie. And Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, right behind it. <sighs> <laughs> I'm depressed. Anyway, st- staying a little oh. bit on the topic, st- still staying on the topic of Smash, uh, I love all the character announcements and everything. I'm actually more excited about, like, all the different options oh, yeah. that they're adding. The no, different this game, game is, like, be-all, end-all Smash Brothers with so much content. It's like five games worth of content. <laughs> yeah, they're still going to charge a sing- I would I would have paid, like, $120 for this game. It, basically, it's I basically would, like you're buying the season pass and you get all the characters, too. Yeah. there's just so many. 100 levels, 800 music tracks, some crazy amount. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would pay more than $60 for that game, but we don't have to. But there, there's a few different game modes that I am was to the moon about when I saw them get announced. Uh, one of them was the... Uh, I forget what they called it, but it was the mode where... Every time, like, you keep playing, and every time, uh, you're done playing your character, or you're, I think it's, yeah. You have to pick a new one. You have one. to pick a new one. That one gets grayed out, and neither, neither yeah, nobody can pick it anymore. Yeah, it was called something. I know that. Yeah. Uh, they did give it a name. I just forget what it is. Yeah, like I forget Smash too. Run? Not Smash No, Run. Smash Run is the, like, Wii U Smash garbage other game mode. <sighs> that thing sucked. I think you're talking about 3DS. Oh, no, that might have been 3DS. Which one was the Wii U one? I forget because it was so bad. It was called Smash for Wii U. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, you mean the minigame like it? I don't know. I yeah, don't, I didn't like play the Wii U one Because it didn't much. have a story mode. It didn't have like, a, like the, the classic, classic Yeah, but, but it was like weird, like, you know, bet on if you beat this one or this one or this one, and then like you go like the harder path or what the easier one if you choose. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh, that one's really, really cool. Yeah, it looks great. And then... Uh, because that's, that's called, in, in the competitive, like, 
this is stuff that was already existing in the competitive scene for a while, but people just did it on their own. That one's usually called Iron Man. Really? Why? Uh, it's just, uh, you know how, uh, it, it references wrestling. Okay. An Iron Man match where it's like, you have, like... So not any of the Iron Man things I'm familiar with. No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not that Iron Man. Man. It's not that Iron Man either? Yeah. It's not Iron Man or Iron Man. It's Iron Man. Yeah. Shit. Got him. Anyway, that, because that's always been around, because you, you pick, like, what you usually do is you pick, like, a, from a pool of characters... So let's say you did like a uh, ten on ten, so you have two players. Each per each player picks ten characters, and then you you go through your matches, and then whoever has the best record with all those matches at the end wins. And then you, like the loser gets to pick their character first after that match, which was stuff we'll do in that game in that actual mode in the game. And then there's also what competitive community called squads in here or crews crew battles is more, more the more popular name for it especially in melee this where kind of where it came from way back in the day you had east and west going at it and one of the things they would do if they met met together they would have like like between five and ten people from the east coast between five and ten people from the west coast or more depending on how long you wanted to go on and they would they would all line up. There's two people at a setup, 1v1s, right? Then sure, you had sure. all these people from the East Coast, all these people from the West Coast. You had usually a team captain who would pick who would go up next after somebody lost. Then you would go into the game and you would pick your character and everything. You go in, you have your four stocks, because that mainly has four stocks. Then if... Then you go through the match. Whoever wins stays at the setup. Whoever loses goes away. The captain or whoever comes comes to the setup to begin the next match. That person picks their character. They do kind of like tournament rules where the loser will get the you know, loser picks their character, obviously, but then the loser also gets to pick the stage usually. Yeah. Then you go to the match, and that person who won has to make sure they take their own stocks until they're down to the amount that they won with. Interesting. So basically, what you have is let's say it's a ten-person match. It's technically 40 stocks v. 40 stocks. And okay. that's, I think that's what they're doing in Smash Ultimate. They didn't go specifically into it. Like, I would hope, let's say you're playing, like, a three-stock crew yeah. battle in, in the game. What I'm hoping you do is, like, if you win a match with one stock left, that person goes to the next character in their squad that they picked, and the other character still has one stock left. I hope that they do that. Because that's, like, that's, like, the way to play crews. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, it has so many damn features in it that, like, you know, I, I it seems that everything is in this game. Yeah. That I could possibly ask for or want. And there's still a mode that's yet to be announced, which apparently, like, people somehow figured out it might say Spirits Mode or something like that, or Spirit Mode. And it's some kind of, like, maybe connected to the Luigi Ghost shit, and it might be a mode where you uh, fight bosses or rivals. Like, the Dracula boss and shit like that. Oh. Uh, and maybe, like, a story mode focused kind of thing. So not quite subspace. Maybe more condensed. Maybe more, like, less like a big overarching crap well, story. Maybe, like, you pick a character, they have their own little thing of the boss at the end. Yeah, but it kind of sounded like that's what classic mode is. So I, I don't really know. They said that everybody's classic mode has its own set trajectory and matches. So, like... Yeah, who knows? We'll find out. 
which I'm into because I always hated when it was like, hey, I'm Donkey Kong, and I have to fight, like, people that are hard for Donkey Kong to fight because it's random. Or, like, when they make, like, one of the characters metal, it ends up being, like, Bowser or somebody that's really fucking heavy and then you can't fucking beat them because <laughs> they're just so damn heavy. It's only when you have the difficulty really high, though. Yeah. It's usually not a problem. Nah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what it is. There's way too much packed into this game. Really excited for crew battles to be an actual thing. Yeah. Uh, all the different stages are awesome. I want to do a stupid eight-man smash on Poke Floats. Uh, Poke Floats not confirmed. Oh, is it not? I thought no. it was. Somebody told me it was. Poke Floats ain't in the game. Put Poke Floats in the game! <laughs> Man, Sakurai, you really let me down with this you put, one. <laughs> you put fucking Big Blue in the game. You don't put Poke Floats in. Poke Floats is great. I hope that they, they do put it in. It's, uh, it's my favorite it's dumb stage. stage. Yeah, it's my favorite dumb stage in me. Even if they don't put it in, there's a hundred other stages that are in, so that's fine. I don't really care. I'm going to play with the hazards on, without the hazards on. I'm going to play with the items. I don't even care. I'll just play Smash all day. I don't give a shit. I'm buying a Switch for this game. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, it's worth doing it. This game is going to be excellent. All right. You ready to pivot? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to pivot hard and start talking about Alex Jones. He was confirmed for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate oh, recently. Oh, man. See, it wasn't that hard of a pivot. Does he throw gay frogs? Yeah, he, he better. His neutral B is he goes, turns the freaking frogs gay and starts cooking like a frog, like a grenade. And then he, like you, you release the B button when you're ready and throw it. But if you hold it too long, it explodes in his face and his YouTube account gets terminated. Oh, man. So you got to yeah, be careful as... with that move. Probably almost everybody who's listened to this podcast has heard. Alex Jones has had his accounts removed from, like, Facebook, YouTube, basically everything except Twitter. I'm applauding everyone except Twitter. Fuck you, Jack. Jack shit. Twitter will just keep whoever the hell they want on there, I think. (laughs) Their statement on it was fucking terrible. I don't know if you saw. I did not. It was bad. They're basically like, it's not our job to call out Alex Jones on his garbage terrible hateful opinions he didn't break the terms of service only thanks man that really helps i mean that is to be fair i'm I'm gonna really get into the weeds on this one sure what all of those other websites cited as a reason for banning him was that he violated their terms of service um yeah well he kind of did but but specifically what did they cite as breaking the terms of service because he's been around for like a decade yeah without getting removed and he said some pretty heinous shit oh, way before like the way youtube like at least with youtube i'm not sure how it works with the other sites but with youtube it's three strikes they, they close your account those reset after either six months or a year yeah and so he probably got a couple strikes yeah well what youtube cited is the content that they were striking were long distances apart from each other well youtube has never been a uh well running website yeah speaking of youtube not being a well-running website uh-huh so this happens right alex jones gets banned off youtube saying it's violating a tos people are up in a frenzy about it um ethan klein of the h3h3 podcast it's on his show starts talking about it he brings up a clip uh to him talking about i think it's it's not. It's not Paul Manafort. Who was it? Who was he talking about? Oh shit, I forget. Robert Mueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about Robert Mueller. There's a clip. He, he never uploaded this clip to YouTube. 
No, it's Ethan very found this. To... Ethan found this on like a news site or something. Yeah, right? it's very important to note that clip itself was never on YouTube. Sure. Okay. So while he's streaming this, YouTube takes down his stream, gives him a strike. Yeah. Sends everybody at that podcast into a tizzy. They spend yeah. over an hour figuring out what to do, and then they just continue the rest of the podcast offline. Ethan seemed very pissed off, as as I probably would have if it happened to me, you know, honestly. Now I kind of get it. Yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it just happened to him. What, what, what would you expect playing an Alex Jones clip? Yeah. And when I look further into it, there's a lot of sketchy shit about it, and it's probably the reason why YouTube reinstated it, removed the strike. All yeah, it's very shit. important to note that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. After 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 over an hour, they they got it. Ethan got in contact with them. They said they said they made a mistake. They reinstated everything, removed the strike. So but either that, somebody but that raises stupid, a lot of red flags. Yeah. So either <laughs> somebody really stupid at YouTube like pushed the wrong fucking button or something because they panicked and they saw Alex Jones. It's a little too convenient. Yeah, a little too convenient. So. There's nobody pushes buttons at YouTube. It's bots. They were so looking think, for Alex Jones footage. Do you footage. think a bot claimed that? Uh, yeah, I would guess so. I, I think that they just had, like, anybody looking for footage of Alex Jones to ban it. Uh, you think they were going to try to flat purge him? Um, I even think on so. other people's channels? Maybe, just because it's inflammatory, hateful speech, and they're just, like, looking for it. Yeah, and that sets a really dangerous precedent on YouTube, then? Yeah, I think so, because then you have people like Ethan who weren't defending Alex Jones. Certainly there are YouTubers that are, that are fucked up and dumb, but Ethan was critiquing the man and saying, fuck him, he's a crazy person. Yeah. He deserved to get his account terminated, probably long ago. And instead, YouTube just banned his shit, which is kind of the opposite of what he was, you know... <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, news YouTube channels, right? A lot of people who report on stuff and, like, want to have conversations yeah, about Yeah, so it. showing, like, footage of fucked up things shouldn't be a bannable offense because it could be news. Yeah, exactly. It should count as that. Like, if if somebody is trying to report it and not just, like, doing whatever the fuck else they want to do with it, I think it deserves exemption. Well, yeah, the thing and, is, and apparently YouTube agrees, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, apparently, but a bot can't make that distinction. So that's no, that's why, why it makes me think it's a bot. Yeah, yeah. You're probably you. You might be right. They're There's able to look for you know anything to you know age restrict videos and demonetize videos just when it has you know something that they deem controversial content or age restricted content. I I don't know entirely how YouTube's bot system works, but I know it's has to be mostly bots because there's little to no interaction from youtube higher-ups with the actual people that upload videos yes yeah, even then like a lot of people are you know demonetization still happening you know site-wide it's really bad and i know there's a lot of creators who are even getting demonetized on most of their videos through manual review too like they're just getting more, yeah. and more strict including this video thumbs up whatever get monetized like and subscribe if Alex Jones should come on the next episode of our podcast. Like and subscribe if you want me to tongue punch Alex Jones's fart box. Jesus fucking Christ. Please do not like and subscribe. <laughs> I, I have to be on the show. 
I do not want to witness this. I'll put a blind over your eyes. Why do you want to do that, man? I don't. Just but if it gets them to point. like it, it gets, if it gets them to like and subscribe, man, you gotta be I, desperate on do you YouTube now. You want Alex Jones's like and subscribe? Because that no. might mean that we're doing something wrong. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Alex Jones. Oh God, he's a he's something. Yeah, he's a he's a flat out degenerate. I'm glad he's getting removed from shit. Yeah. He's, he's literally ruined people's lives with the inflammatory and false bullshit he said. Yeah, and he could come off like it like like it's an act or something or like like it's free speech or whatever the fuck you want to say. But when you go that far with like conspiracy and shit like that that you're that you're like hurting other people you need to fucking stop yeah that's kind of the draw the line moment the if sandy hook stuff for me yeah. oh absolutely because like you know alex jones has kind of been a meme for years there's been so many weird video edits and i i love so many of them there's oh, one funny. where he like he's all like i'm hacking the government and he has like a fucking thing on his face and yeah they like start putting like the ones and zeros in green in the background and shit like that that's a great youtube video i don't know how to find that you probably don't anymore. I might get gun taken uh, down by the bots. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, just for the longest time, it was just somebody that you could point and laugh at because he was just saying crazy shit. But when your crazy shit starts negatively affecting other people to the point where, like, you know, people whose kids died at Sandy Hook are afraid to go to their children's graves because they'll be harassed by Alex Jones fans because he, like, encouraged that, apparently. Like, fuck that shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's a trash boat human. Uh, he, he peddles... He's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. He, he literally sells bullshit products on his website. His vitamin or whatever the hell it is. His supplements. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fucking work. It, it's a bullshit product. Well, how do you know? Maybe it does, Justin. Well, eat my ass. <laughs> he's gonna... Yeah, dude. He deserves to be off in his own fucking corner where nobody can give a fuck about him anymore. You know, people will, clearly. His fan base yeah. is obviously outraged. Uh, There's also a significant amount of people who are all like, this is a free speech issue. And I'm like, not really. No. This kind of this goes beyond that. You're not free to say shit like that. You're not free to slander people. No. You're not. It, it's 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 against the law, actually. Well, yeah, that's literally is. Like his his false speech ruined people's lives. That's slander. Yep, and that's not a free speech issue anymore. Nope. Now it becomes an actual law issue. He, Alex Jones is getting sued by those Sandy Hook families, as he should. That's why he's doing that whole thing where he's like, "Oh, it was just a bit. I'm just playing a character." Ha ha. You're not Stephen Colbert. Get the fuck out of here. No. He's in. He's been trying to make himself seem as authentic i think it is an act but it doesn't matter anymore because he embraced it so hard that it, it other that global people have taken it as authentic yeah because he railed too hard into it he, he leaned too hard it probably is an act but it's not yeah it's just oh, absolutely it's an over exaggeration the whole thing is it has he's to be. admitted it himself before this isn't the first time uh it, it clearly is no human is actually like that God, Maybe I hope are. not. There might be some. Oh, I don't think he is. Some I think of his supporters, unfortunately, because if it's an act for him, it's not an act for everybody. Yep. Some people view it as the truth. It's terrifying. View it as news. And yeah, that's terrifying. And I'm glad it's gone. Keep it gone. Yeah, the website's still there, but I think the majority of it was consumed through YouTube and Facebook. So now that he's gone from those platforms, it's going to probably dwindle his viewership by a significant amount, which is fine by me. Good. A round of applause for everybody except Twitter. 
join me in this applause. Let's go. Are you guys enjoying this? Is this good podcasting? I'm curious how this sounds. <laughs> like can't shit. Wait, can't wait to hear this. This sounds like pure garbage. Glad. Uh, Fuck you, Twitter. Ban Alex Jones. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> You, yeah. ban, you ban a man for saying he wants to fuck Tony the Tiger, but you won't ban Alex Jones. Now, fuck but you. the question you have to ask, because Twitter, all right, one last thing I'll say on this before we move on. Yeah! Uh, what, Justin? So, Twitter has very similar stuff to YouTube, Facebook, that are in their TOS, right? They have to, but like... Yeah. Are those referenced videos and stuff like that on his Twitter account? I'm not sure. Because if they're not, then... Twitter's right in that situation for not banning him. Possibly, but he's probably said some inflammatory statements just isolated, and there's probably at the very least links to his content. Yeah, I'll have to do some research, because I, I don't know. I honestly don't. I, I have never looked at Alex Jones' Twitter in my life. It's probably a good thing. Never will, probably. Oh, I might do now to do some research. I'd like to know, too, because I've never really looked for it. It's, I mean, how many people have actually, when Twitter came out and said that he, he wasn't violating their TOS, how many people have actually looked? To see if he was. Hmm. I don't know. Or did he just get mad? It's still a sketchy situation. It is. I agree. But, like, I'm, I'm just curious. It might just be a good public move, like, to do. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know if they could get... If Alex Jones could come back and sue them. I mean, if they banned him for... Correct, if they banned him really for violating know. their TOS and he didn't violate their TOS, I think he could. I, I bet it's possible that he violated their TOS. It's just that Twitter doesn't enforce certain things. Yeah, they're very weird. But then they enforce other things. Like, the, that thing that I said about I want to fuck Tony the Tiger is actually a thing. Like, I remember seeing somebody making that comparison. Like, here's something, somebody that got banned from Twitter for six months. Or, so, or I don't remember the period of time, but it, all they said was, I want to fuck Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it's like, here's someone who's still on Twitter, and it was like, Alex Jones. And like, I don't know. I... I I don't know if he said inflammatory shit, but like his whole shtick is saying inflammatory shit, so he probably did. Oh yeah, I imagine he has, but like I just want to do the actual research to find out. Sure. Well, you know, do it. We'll see you next week when we do it. But uh, so what's our next topic of conversation? All right. So something that we've been doing, uh, we started it a couple days ago. And we're gonna watch. We're gonna do it every week. This is gonna be a weekly segment. For 10 weeks? 11 weeks. 11, yeah, because it include the new one. Yeah. New Halloween movie's coming out in 11 weeks. October 18th or 19th or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully I still have or movie ten pass weeks. to go see it. Long. Yeah, before it dies. <laughs> but we uh, we picked up, well he picked up. I bought, picked the, up. Uh, I bought the Halloween Complete Collection Blu-ray set. It's got all 10 Halloween movies. The good one and all the bad ones. Man. <laughs> There's a couple of them in well, there. Well, I'm curious to see because I've never, uh, you know, I've never seen most of them, all of them, really. I, I hadn't even seen the first one until uh, the other night. I had only seen it in bits and pieces on like AMC and shit. And obviously, it's I knew it was a movie to be respected and looked at and studied. I'd seen most every shot just from knowing about movies. Yeah. Just because Halloween is good. It's important. But uh, yeah, so there's a new Halloween movie coming out, uh, actually being. Uh, produced and overseen by John Carpenter, which uh, means I'm entirely interested in it more so than I have been in probably any Halloween movie that's come out in my lifetime. 
uh, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. You get that seal of approval from the man himself. I, I have you have my attention. Uh, it's being directed by David Gordon Green. I think I got his name right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he is a strange choice. Uh, the um, a movie that he made that most people know is Pineapple Express. Other than that, he doesn't have a whole lot that really pokes out to me from his like filmography. He's done terrible movies like Your Highness and The Sitter, but he does have some indie films that get some praise, which I haven't seen. I might check him out because I want to know more about him before I see Halloween 2018. And it's written by David Gordon Green as well, along with his frequent collaborator, Danny McBride, who I absolutely love oh, yeah. as an actor at the very least. I know that he writes a lot of his stuff, though. I know that he helped write The Foot Fist Way, which oh, is uh, one of my favorites because it's just a weird little fucked up movie. Uh, precursor to Eastbound and Down in a way, at least thematically. Yeah. If, if Danny McBride being an asshole is a theme. And it kind of is for all of his work. See, that excites me because I think Eastbound and Down is a goddamn masterpiece. So I need to see more of it. I, I'm sure it's right up my alley because I've liked the guy who... Uh, wrote it's like everything he's made uh what's his name jody hill yeah i think yeah because because foot fist way is like a masterpiece and observe and report is even better oh man love that movie it's so underrated uh it's like a comedic like dark comedy taxi driver except he's a mall cop which is like an incredible concept really (laughs) uh but yeah so that's who's making this movie and i guess like you know john carpenter uh i kind of did a little bit of research into how we're getting a new Halloween movie at all. So the most recent Halloween movies are the Rob Zombie ones. Yeah, they're sad. Apparently those very, 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 very bad. We'll talk about them in a future episode. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm not sorry at all. Fuck you, Rob Zombie, you piece of shit. Why'd you do that? He's gonna leave us a mean comment now, Why'd you go and do that, man? Aw, man. What's wrong with you? A lot. We'll, we'll, we'll go back into it. God, I'm going to have it oh, fresh in my mind, too. I'm going to be so mad. Oh, we'll get to. Uh, we, we have the unrated versions of Halloween and Halloween 2. Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. But we did watch the first one. Yeah. And, of course, it's a, it, it is a goddamn masterpiece. It really is. Right. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Every single, almost, no, basically, every single shot in that film is its own work of art. Yeah, I just love how, like, slow and long all the shots are, because it really adds to the atmosphere of that movie. And just, like, it's way creepier to just have, like, a really extended long shot where, like, nothing is happening, and then Michael Myers is in the background. Then, like, Michael Myers pops out and pulls out your intestine. You know, there's, like, very little gore in that movie, too, which is incredible, because, like... Actually, is really none. Yeah, Halloween, I don't think there actually is any. There's a little bit. They're, like, the girl gets blood on her face in the car part. Yeah. But that's about it. It's not much. It's, it's very no, it's, minimal. It's minimal as shit, and it's kind of Most egregious so thing well done boobs. because of that. Yeah. Oh, there's something we should watch uh, that I, uh, I found out about. So it's on the DVD we have. But uh, John Carpenter filmed new scenes for the TV version. During the filming of Halloween 2, which was directed by somebody else, but John Carpenter was present 
Yeah. Because uh, he was a producer and writer on Halloween 2. So there's scenes that they filmed that are canon, if you will, <laughs> uh, of like, you know, uh, Dr. Loomis, like meeting a young Michael and uh, seeing his cell after he's escaped and a couple other like little details that they just used to replace uh, time because they had to cut some scenes for the theatrical version. Which is something that's interesting and it doesn't really happen anymore because people aren't as uptight about that kind of thing anymore thank god also like tv versions of movies are just like nobody watches movies on tv really no they anymore. just go to netflix yeah. or something that's where people watch them uncensored on netflix thank god always is always will be yeah i just yeah I, i've i knew it was gonna be good i was not disappointed uh it's probably not my favorite horror movie still but it's up there what, what would you say is your favorite horror movie if it's not this Good question, actually. I know what my answer is. I don't know. It's a movie that uh, predates Halloween, because uh, Halloween kind of gets that uh, little bit of a reputation as being like the first slasher movie, and it, it technically isn't, but it definitely popularized it and was yeah. way very artistic. My favorite horror movie is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. From uh, I think Halloween is seventy eight. I think Texas Chainsaw is seventy four. That sounds right. And uh, you can kind of tell. The chronology of horror movies makes sense there because it's a very similar like it's not shot as well as halloween just because john carpenter not to say that toby hooper is a bad director but john carpenter really is a really 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 good director knows how to like frame shots and make them like look really fucking good really amp up the mysterious nature of the entire movie and just like the creepy voyeuristic kind of shit so much of that movie feels like you're just like hanging out with michael myers as he stalks people yeah it's really unsettling it is it makes me feel gross it's great <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it's the whole point yeah texas chainsaw like doesn't really do that it's kind of just up no. front in your face about it when shit happens but it's like that movie's like such a fucking nightmare that like kind of affected me like more than any other horror movie I can think of, just because it's just, like, actually worked on me. It actually really... Most horror movies don't get to me, because they're just, like, bad or cheesy. Yeah. And I like a good cheesy horror movie, don't get me wrong. We're gonna watch some in this Halloween string of movies, by the way. Uh, my favorite horror movie is technically a cheesy horror movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Evil Dead. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's some good cheesy shit. Uh, Evil Dead's a goddamn achievement in practical effects. Hell yeah. Uh, which is, like... The field, a field I'm very interested in, and almost went to school for. Cool. It's, it's a passion of mine. So, like, watching a lot of the videos on how Evil Dead was made was like very important to me. And I can understand just, that. It's honestly incredible, and it's worth watching if you've never seen like the making of Evil Dead. I really need to. I'm sure that shit's interesting. Oh, it's I, so I love cool. Sam Raimi or Rami or however Raimi. you say it. It's Raimi. Raymond Noodles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Raymond Noodle. Yeah, the the Sam. Hit, everybody loves Raymond Noodle. The hit, the director of such films as Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh man, oh I'm wet. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah. Well, Texas Chainsaw kind of just like you know I'll watch Evil Dead and love it, but I don't walk away go from it going like oh my god I feel like I want to die right now. That was so fucking Jesus Christ. Ugh. Texas Chainsaw makes me feel like that, just because it's such a like harrowing experience watching it the first time. First time I saw it, I, I felt ill. 
Yeah, it's great. Especially because it feels like it's just like kind of something that probably happens every now and then. Well, probably something that's happened, yeah. It's probably, it's kind of based on stuff that's happened. Is it like hella loose though? Ain't it? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's, I think it's Ed Gein, but like not really. I think it's just like they found out about the concept of some dude kidnapping people and eating them. And they're like, what? Let's make that into a movie. But I just, I, I dig the whole like found footage almost kind of like way it looks. It's not a found footage movie. That would be a terrible overused trope that came later. But it kind of has that vibe at times. So does Halloween and at certain points as well. But mostly it's just like... Yeah, it, it's more extended, like... Extended, strange, like, just overly long tracking shots. Yeah, and it just makes you, like, makes you nervous. Yeah, I like it a lot. And then it gets to a point in the movie where like, it keeps happening. You're like, where's, where is he? <laughs> where's Michael? Where's Michael at? <laughs> it's and like then... playing a game of Where's Waldo, except you're trying to find the guy who's about to murder somebody in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, it's not the first slasher film. It's definitely the one that popularized it. You feel the tropes of the first Halloween to this day. The, first, the yeah. tropes that the first Halloween created to this day. Um, the whole... The whole... The one woman's left, she survives it thing. Uh, sure. Definitely came from that. It was popularized by that. And it's used in... Everything? Almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. At least in every slasher movie. I'm okay with that because it always makes slasher movies a little more empowering to women, but then it became a trope. (laughs) There's actually, like, a weirdly extensive debate on, like, the morals of this movie. Yeah. And, like, whether it's, like, misogynistic or not. Because, like, some, like, people, wrong people, uh, argue that, like, it's a male power fantasy and that like you know the reason like it's so voyeuristic with like the michael myers stuff is that you're supposed to identify as michael and he's killing people and like john carpenter's what? like no what it's supposed <laughs> to be the opposite you're supposed to be disgusted by him uh yeah but like that's what makes it so unsettling is that yeah. you're like kind of like with him for certain parts of it it's yeah. literally the beginning of the movie you are him because he's the camera yeah and uh, it, it, it's not like, it's there to make you, like, nervous and unsettled. And yeah. That's the point. Anybody taking that as any other way is wrong. It's literally the yeah. point. He was kind of, John Carpenter was kind of just like, nah, it's just, like, literally the opposite. It's like a woman beating off the male. Not beating off. Knocking away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the Poor woman, choice of words. Woman fighting against an, ag- an aggressive male trying to she kill doesn't, her. She doesn't beat off Michael Myers until the third movie. Or fourth movie. Or fifth well, the third movie. movie doesn't even have a minute, thankfully. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Because yeah. I do want to get back to uh, how the fuck they're making a new Halloween at all. Because this franchise is dumb. We're going to we're gonna be there every step of the way. Third. This will be the third Halloween, too? Yeah, but it's the third movie just called Halloween. I forgot. It's really, it is just yeah, called Yeah, it's not Halloween. called Halloween, too. Even though it technically is. Halloween 2? Because they're going to ignore Halloween 2 and all the other Halloweens. It's so weird. Yeah. They, apparently they're going to retcon something about the ending as well. Uh, I'm of not Halloween sure what. 2? Of Halloween 1. Oh, what? Uh, it, they described oh, it as like a alternate universe kind of thing. Because oh. the primary universe is Halloween to Halloween 2. Then it's over. And then this is going to be Halloween 1978 to Halloween 2018. 
and then maybe past that because you know they're going to make more probably. Oh, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. if this is successful by any means. Don't they'll keep make, going off of this They'll make one. nine more Halloween movies. Oh, good God. I can't wait. We, I can wait because they'll eventually be bad because that's what always happens. No, no. I mean, like, I, 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 I'm not looking forward to that. You just drop this one. It's good. Go away. It'd be great. It's well, not that might happen, happen too because John Carpenter wanted to make one final impression upon the franchise and then just fuck off and then it's just like over i hope this is it but then david gordon green and dan mcbride said they could they, they there's like possible ways to go past this but they wanted to just make this one first they didn't want to make like a two-parter or anything crazy which i'm glad just keep it this but like i don't know so so many cool things about like the production and like how cheaply made Halloween is that just like contribute to how like real it kind of feels. And just like all the people that played Michael Myers, there's like five or six or something crazy amount. Yeah. Depending on what they had Michael doing in a particular scene, they had somebody who was better fitted for it doing. Yeah. I guess it's like the production designer when he's like punching through the closet and it's usually this guy named, uh, Dang, I forget his name. It should be on my phone. Dang. Dang. Man, stop fucking it up. What you doing, Genhart? Boy's name Nick Castle. Nick Castle plays is credited as The Shape. Uh, I guess he's a long-term friend of John Carpenter's back from when they were in college. Which is interesting to note, because I guess when John Carpenter was in college, he went to an insane asylum and met like a five-year-old boy who he'd said had like a vacant ass stare and just like he was just like entirely creeped out by that kid and uh lo and behold he makes a movie called halloween with that fucking kid in it basically it's kind of fucking neat uh fun little fact about nick castle uh he also co-wrote escape from new york with john carpenter yeah uh unfortunate to note about nick castle is his filmography because he directs movies and i'm sure there's some that are good but there's also like Dennis the Menace and Major Pain. <laughs> My God, Major Pain. <laughs> yeah, he's a director. I don't know. Not all of his movies are bad. Uh, I guess he wrote Hook. I didn't know that. Remember Hook? Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. That's crazy, right? I mean, I don't know. Dennis the Menace ain't really a uh, great movie to have on your resume. But hey, they're bringing him back, which is crazy for Halloween 2018. He's gonna play Michael in parts. They have a new guy to play Michael, who's going to be, like, a stuntman, because, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But he's going to be there at least for part of it, because it's kind of like a passing of the torch. And that's cool, because that's happening twofold, because you have Jamie Lee Curtis coming back, but then her character has, like, children in the new one. So it's, like, passing the torch on, like, weird, like, between two actors and two actresses which is probably going to be sequel bait so we'll see how it works he directed the disney movie twas the night which is a christmas film uh, what is twas the night i'll read i'll read the synopsis for you oh no because why would we talk about the thing we want to talk about i mean we could you know hey the mischievous 14 year old boy and his irresponsible uncle almost ruined christmas when they decided to take santa's new High-tech sleigh for a joyride. Truly, this man is a horror icon. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> man. 
Well, okay, so the Halloween franchise is interesting because it's not like Friday the 13th where all the movies are canon, like all the way up to Jason X. It's not like Nightmare on Elm Street where like it's kind of just like stop and go as you go on. Like more like an anthology series really than a little bit. Besides like one to to two I think. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. The concept of anthology. It's supposed series. to be an anthology series. Yeah, it was. Is, uh, two should have been three, probably, because I believe that led to some confusion for people. One was such a successful movie that they made a follow up about three years later, not directed by John Carpenter, which is what we're going to watch for next week Halloween 2. Uh, the first movie called Halloween 2, not to be confused with the other movie called Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. We and not to be confused with Halloween 2018, which is a technically Halloween 2. <laughs> no, I want to die. <laughs> uh, just to follow up on the story and end it, it was the intention of John Carpenter and uh, I forget the name of the other person that wrote it. Whatever. Sorry, other person that wrote it. Don't sue us. Rip. Uh, their intention was to end the story of Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, and Dr. Loomis. And they did. And it was over. Then they made Halloween 3, a completely unrelated movie. And it got critically panned and was a commercial failure. Uh, I'm excited to see Halloween 3 because I have no idea anything about it, really. People are conflicted about it. I think major, like, actual, like, fans of the Halloween series probably despise it. Because it's to them it's not a Halloween movie. Yeah. It, uh, it's it is one of the better it's movies. about Halloween. Yeah, which is like what was supposed to be the idea of the series. Yeah, it's kind of like what Trick or Treat became in one movie by itself. Because yeah. that was like a bunch of vignettes about Halloween. It's yeah, like an anthology movie. Yeah. No, that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah, which would have been interesting. It would have been cool to see all these different directors' interpretations of like what a Halloween horror movie could be to them. It would have been neat. Yeah. But uh, so that didn't happen because no. 3 was like bad. So they were like, we got to bring back Michael Myers. And then they did for 4, 5, and 6, which is his own little trilogy. And I'm sure there's a lot of conflicting ideas and shit, but it's usually referred to as a trilogy. The Thorn Trilogy. Because there's, like, weird thorn symbol in it and some weird crap and runes. (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't watched... I don't think I've watched 5 or 6. The only thing I know about 6 is the... Well, Paul Rudd's in it, and he beats Michael Myers with a pipe. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing about Six is there's two different cuts, and it's controversial because of that, because like there's the theatrical version, which is what we're going to watch, because that's the only version that's on the Blu-ray that I purchased. Oops. And then there's the producer's cut, I think, which is weird, because usually there's like a director's cut, right? Yeah, but the director probably filled it in piece, so <laughs> the, the producer had name their is, own cut. The director's name is Alan Smithy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I don't know if that's true. There's probably a credited director for that's six. Probably. Uh, so you keep so talking. I'll look it up. They kind of. Uh, there's lots of confusion over which one is better, but I've just heard that both of them are bad. But there's like some weird shit that I'll look up that I know happens in the producer's cut that does not happen in the theatrical cut. That is some weird off-putting shit. Uh, also, I believe in that one. Michael Myers dies because on the floor. And I don't know how that works, but whatever. So after that, it was, like, so bad that it killed the franchise. And they had to start over. 
which is when you get H2O, also known as Halloween 20 years later, which was like a huge deal because Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back. And that one, I think, is more well-received than most Halloween sequels. So it's kind of like a reset point. It, it, it only approaches Halloween 1 and 2 as canon, and then there's a 20-year gap, and then H2O happens. And then right after that is Halloween Resurrection. And then that one, again, is really fucking terrible. So, reeling it back a little bit, because I looked it up. Sure. The Halloween 6, which is Curse of Michael Myers. Uh-huh. Directed by Joe Chappelle. Uh, he oh, is, the Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> he has directed such hits oh, boy. as The Skulls 2. What the fuck? And Phantoms. Hellraiser Bloodline. Phantoms, like Affleck you to bomb and Phantoms, yo? Heck yeah. It's yeah, it's it's, it's based off the Dean Koontz novel. Oh, you know, that's way that's how you know it's quality. And such great hits as CSI Miami. Oh, he, he directed went, an episode of The Wire. He went to TV. He went to TV after that, yeah. yeah. Hey, sometimes it's not entirely the director's fault. Sometimes you have a bad script, and I bet that movie did. Uh, I bet. I can't wait to see I'll it. I bet. Bet. I remember the uh, the poster very familiarly, but uh, God, does it look horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So if, I'm not looking forward to 4, 5, or 6. I, I kind of am in a schlocky kind of way, because I bet they're bad. I hope they're entertaining. Yeah, I at least hope that they're entertaining and give us something to talk about. But then we get H2O and Halloween Resurrection. H2O, good. Halloween Resurrection, bad. I guess so bad that Halloween is dead once again. Until it is resurrected with the Rob Zombie 2 movies. Halloween and Halloween 2. Not to be confused with Halloween and Halloween 2. (laughs) (laughs) Or Halloween, which is Halloween 2. God, just give your fucking movie a number at the end. (laughs) Or, Or just like a colon and a different title. Like, the Rob Zombie Halloween should be like Halloween colon something. Just so it's not just called Halloween. I hate that shit. Halloween. PP. <laughs> Halloween. Digging through the ditches and burning through the witches. I sang it different. I don't know why. Almost sang it like a... I sang it like a lounge singer. Yeah. <laughs> Slam in the back of my Dragula. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of conflicted about Rob Zombie because I kind of like terrible overly gory schlock and that is what he makes and he he he's done it for for years now in his movies and but i don't know if i want to see that subjected to halloween because god like john carpenter's halloween is so atmospheric and good and not gory but still scary yeah so i don't feel like rob zombie is the good <laughs> is the correct choice oh he's not so you've seen these movies. I yes. have not. So are they terrible, garbage, pieces of shit abominations to mankind? Almost. I mean, Halloween 2 is, for sure. I've heard that. I've, I've definitely heard that. Because <coughs> some people I've heard like Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Yeah, I... But I, nobody personally... on the fucking planet Earth has praised Halloween 2. No, no, that movie is, like, true trash. Uh, Amazing. Halloween 1, I, I very much dislike... But I don't like. I don't think it's trash. It's it is entertaining at parts. Okay. So you might enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's not. A, I don't think it's a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, though. Okay. Well, I probably won't like it because I just feel like you know, if if Rob Zombie made anything else, I would be alright with it. But he's making Halloween, so I'll probably just view it as insulting. 
that that's what you're going to view most of the rest of the series as. Oh yeah, for sure. Ready. Most of it is insulting to the the masterpiece that is the first one. That's why I'm so excited for the new one because it seems to be entirely trying to be the first one. Hopefully that means it remains good and it's not trying too hard, so that it's literally the first one. Uh, I hope that's not the case. You never want to, you never want to go full Psycho remake. Oh my God! Whew. Shot for shot. It's not gonna be shot for shot. It's gonna be it's a different story. But yeah, maybe I should say you don't want to go full Star Wars Seven. There Perhaps. You go. Perhaps yeah. that's a better metaphor. Hit all the same plot points. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it might make some people happy, but in a world post Star Wars Seven, it might just turn some people off. Because yeah. now people expect it when you reboot a franchise. Now yeah, they're like, are like don't try it. to pull a fast one on me. You're just Star Wars Seven. This shit. Hopefully that's not what Halloween 2018 is. I like. doubt it. It, it. it looks like it's going to be very different. So. Oh, man, all the shots in the trailer are cool. It looks neat. I like how they had him like chained up in the in the prison yard. Or is that an insane asylum? It might just be a prison. He's just a prison. That's cool. If so, he's not really insane. He's just an evil force of nature. Kind of. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would prefer Michael Myers to just be a guy or to just be pure evil. I guess he's both. Yeah, he's both. He's but a guy like, that's pure evil. If you evil. focus too hard on it, you get four, five, and six, which deal with the more mystical elements of that shit, apparently. We'll see how they deal with it. But, you know, you definitely don't want to delve too much into the psyche of that shit. Then you get, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, where it's like, aliens made it happen, and you just want to fucking kill yourself. I I like, yeah, that, that, that shit's so dumb. I like the concept of it in the first Halloween, where it's just like, he's a boogeyman. Yeah, that metaphor actually works. That's it. The movie uses it, and that's what he is. He's just He's just out to kill you. That's it. That's his whole goal, is just to kill people. And he yeah. eat a dog at one point. Oops. Hungry. He hungry ate he a hungry. dog. Hungry ate a dog. That threw me off. I didn't know that he ate a dog in that movie. Yeah. It's a fucking evil piece of shit. It's the worst thing he did in that movie, and he killed five people. But eating a dog is too far. Man. Don't yeah. eat. Don't eat dog. Don't 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 kill him while he's killing people. But if he eats a dog, you do better fucking chop his head off. Yeah. Man. So next week we're gonna watch Halloween too. Yep. We'll bring some other bullshit to talk about to this table with you, too. For sure. And then maybe at the end of uh, our viewing of Halloween, or maybe we could do it as we go, uh, we could rank them. Put them on a, put them on a dumb list in Halloween our heads. Halloween 1 is number 1. <laughs> do you It'll think so? It'll stay there the whole time. I suspect so, but I'm curious to see what like the number 2 Halloween movie is. Because it could be Halloween 2, or it could be Halloween 2, or it could be Halloween, or it could be Halloween. Or Halloween 2. H2O. <laughs> Halloween 2. That's Halloween 3, technically. H2O. Or, 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 or as opposed to Halloween 3. Maybe it'll be Halloween 3. That's a Halloween movie, I guess. And it's really good. You'll like it. I'm curious. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm willing to give it a fair shake as just a not-Halloween Halloween movie. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's that was, it for uh, us today. That was the Gannon Jub Show. I hope First you liked episode. it. Yeah. We're going to be back and we'll, uh, we're going to do some stupid shit, I assume. Yeah. Like, subscribe, give us five stars, shake my hand. Send Fuck me five dollars in the mail. Give me some money. Just do it.